This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear, boo. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Christina over here, and today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm kind of doing a solo episode, except I have a special special guest on with me. Uh, Okay, my chop liver over here. (laughs) Okay, my husband, Steve. Well, Ray's not with us. But you guys, it is kind of crazy. Nicholas, our child, is six months old. That is crazy. Holy shit, you guys. Like, where did the time go? Time flies. Um, so we decided that to honor our baby's six-month birthday, we were going to do a little solo episode and just talk about everything that we learned and like, yeah, recap the past six months as parents and what we've kind of oh gone boy, through. It's what been we've a learned. journey. <laughs> <laughs> it really has actually been such a journey. Um, but an amazing one, good, wouldn't yeah, you say? One. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I don't know about you, but don't you feel like it gets better every day? It does. It does. I mean, in the beginning, you're still kind of getting used to things and Obviously, your whole routine is thrown off. You're not sleeping. You're still trying to figure out the whole thing. And the baby's personality is not really coming out yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, day by day now, it's, you know, things are changing. I've actually noticed such a difference in you with Nicholas Mm-hmm. Over like as he's gotten older, I just feel like you like him so much better. Like, he, <laughs> <laughs> like I know you always loved him, but now like just the way you look at him and like the way you kiss him and the way you hug yeah. him, like you, don't, you don't you like feel like your relationship with him has changed? Well, yeah, obviously over time too. But in the beginning, there's a couple different things. One, they don't really have a personality in the beginning because they're just there napping most of the time. That's true. They're yeah, not, they're not really making any type of eye contact or anything like that. And two, they're so small that you almost, at least with me, I didn't want to get too like you know, oh my gosh, two I, hands on with him because I, I don't want to hurt. You him. saying that shit, I remember being like, "How come you don't really kiss Nicholas?" Be like, "I don't want to hurt him." I'm like, "You're not gonna hurt him." Yeah, I remember he's like the size of my hand, so I was just being super. Uh, I don't know. It was just a weird. You thing. You thought he was like really fragile, huh? Yeah, and then uh, now it's like you could throw him around, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you want. Oh my gosh, you guys. We are so obsessed with our son. He is just the sweetest little thing ever. Um, yeah, he's a good boy. He really is. I think we got really lucky with just like the best, the best little baby. Um, yeah, okay. So we just decided that for this episode, by the way, I just wanted you to know that I literally poured myself the largest fucking glass of wine ever. It has been like such a week and I'm already it's like half a bottle in that glass. You no, can't even see it. I already like finished a bunch of it too. Um, Steve's having a beer. We are literally recording this podcast from bed. It's 8 30 PM. If uh, my voice sounds a little weird, it's because my neck is bent at like a <laughs> 80, 90 degree angle right now <laughs> off my pillow. <laughs> 
toughen up, babe. You got this. Um, right. So when we decided to do this episode, I asked everyone on Instagram to submit some questions and we got a bunch of really good ones. So I guess you're kind of interviewing both Steve and I for this episode and we'll just take you through our journey through your questions. How does that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's, Let's get it. it. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. The first question is, how are you actually feeling? How are you actually feeling, babe? Very tired, okay. which I'll probably mention several times throughout this uh, podcast. Yeah, we're fucking exhausted. Very tired, but in a weird way, kind of like, like a euphoric feeling at the same time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but in a weird, I don't know. It's its not like that. It's just, <laughs> in a good way, but it's just like, you know, maybe because I'm sleep deprived, it feels like that too, but I'm not really stressing, you know? In the beginning, it was very stressful and, you know, trying to figure things out and all that, but now I feel good. So I'm actually feeling good. Okay. All right. So so, so tell us how you feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, I'm feeling good. Honestly, I, I feel pretty confident as a mother right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing a good job. Yeah, you uh, are. I feel like I have a good connection with Nicholas. I feel like I'm starting to, I don't know. It's like so hard to explain. I feel like I'm not as emotional as I was like over the past several months. Mm. Cause there's that. Oh yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. I was like super I was probably emotional. Some of that was probably hormonal too. I yeah. also think so much of that was like when I was like breastfeeding yeah, and yeah. like pumping guys, I would just like literally cry like multiple times a day. And it wasn't even like yeah, I was I sad. I was just like crying. Right. Yeah. It must've been hormonal. I think it was hormonal. like hormonal. I think it was like sleep deprivation. I think it was like having a slight identity crisis. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. Can you look at me right now? Oh my God, she's crying now. <laughs> I'm like literally. I guess it hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Um, anyways, but I feel really good and I'm excited. Yeah. Honestly, we just got back from our trip to um, New Jersey. We went and saw my family. We also went to Turks and Caicos. And that trip made me feel so amazing yeah. because it felt so liberating to like travel and to like do it successfully. And it was okay. Now I feel like we can kind of do anything. Yeah, I feel the same way. Because in the beginning, we're like, oh, man, how are we going to do this? How are we going to travel? It's going to be a nightmare or like it's just going to be way too complicated and just basically overcomplicating things. Yeah. And we just did it. And it was actually it was actually way easier than we thought it would be. A hundred percent. Surprisingly. Yeah. So I feel really, really good about that. And honestly, guys, like I know they say it, but it just like it, it sounds so corny. The love that you have for your kid is just like so unreal. Like seeing his little smile on his teeth just makes me so freaking happy. Yeah. Um, and every day just gets better. So I'm feeling really good about that. Mm -hmm. All right. Someone said, asked, does being a parent ruin your life? Like everyone says. Who's everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of yeah. do feel like people. Everybody's like, know, oh man, are you sure you want to have kids? Yeah. Or not are for nothing. Sure? I feel like your brother did this a lot he's like you'll understand when you have kids you can't do this you can't do that <laughs> right yeah he did do that but i mean i i, I mean in a way he's just he's kind of right but it doesn't ruin your life but, but it definitely changes your life okay it definitely changes sure. your life and things do get complicated but i do feel like we're the type of people that like have still taken nicholas out and do a bunch of things like 
We yeah. try to have a schedule and routine, but well, it's not like, oh my gosh, Nicholas has to nap at one o'clock. We can't go out or do anything. Yeah, no, we still try to do our thing the best we can. And then rather than working around his schedule, we try to make him work around our schedule. Yeah, pretty much. Because otherwise, it's, otherwise it probably could be very, un, like, you know, the way people say it is kind of a thing. But I think you could just just make it work, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of work. It's definitely a huge change in your lifestyle because you you do lose like random freedoms to just like pick up and do whatever you want and this and that because you you have more responsibilities. I mean, it was kind of like that with Dewey too, but nowhere near, you know, to this extent where it's like, you know, with Dewey, it's like even going on vacation, like, oh, where are we going to bring Dewey? You know, leave him at my brother's house or whatever. So like that's not that big of a deal, but now it's like with Nicholas we can't do that, you know. It's like a whole, it's a whole another level. Yeah, of I, responsibilities. The level of responsibilities is definitely insane. I was, I remember talking to my dad about this because some of our friends went to Mexico last weekend, and I was like, damn, I wish like I could just like book a flight to Mexico. He's like, Christina, you've gone to Mexico a hundred times, and you know what? You could still go to Mexico go again. You just like need to plan things a little bit differently. And I was like, you're right. It's not like you have to like stop doing the things that you yeah. love. You just like maybe have to alter your plans a little bit. You got to definitely alter them, adapt. And then obviously when school and all that comes around, when that, so that makes it a little bit more difficult because you can't just like, you know, bring them with you. But um, yeah, but you know what I decided? What's that? There's no fucking way that our kid is going to a school that starts in August. We grew up back East, right? And back East, all yeah, the schools terrible. start after labeled after Labor Day or like starting the beginning of September in Los Angeles. And maybe it's like this in other parts of the country. I would like love to hear your input and opinions. Let us know. But schools here start like the second of week summer. of August, like August 9th. I'm like, hell no. Is Nicholas yeah, going to a school that starts in the beginning of August? That like literally kills your summer. I'm trying to be in Greece all summer. I'm trying to like have European summers. I'm trying <laughs> to like, I'm no, I'm like dead set on that. No, I, would I would literally like rather like, move districts or like pay for private school. If that means he can start later. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a lifestyle we, choice I, yeah, I need great. to make. Yeah. But yeah, it is crazy that schools over here start in the middle of summer. Yeah. Anyways, it's also crazy that he's six months old and that's like the type of things we're thinking about and worrying about. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. We got some time. <laughs> oh my God. Although, although the last six months flew by. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if like we blink an eye and he's already in, you know, fifth grade or something totally your mom today was like you should start looking for preschools we probably should start looking because <laughs> wait out here it's like it's like getting into like a university or no something you like guys that. out in it's los crazy. angeles apparently like getting into preschool you gotta is, do like auditions and, and yeah shit. you literally right. have to do all these extensive interviews like they apparently it's like really really hard to get your kid into a good preschool it's so crazy um, okay. Anyways, how did you know you were ready to be parents? We're getting there, but scared. Uh, well, for me, I mean, I don't even know. I just felt like we were ready, kind of, for a while. Well, financially too. I think financial is like the big thing. Things, you know, things were starting to get a little bit better. But then also at the same time, everybody's like, you know, there's no right time. You'll never, you'll never be ready because then you'll say like, oh. You keep you keep wanting to reach like different milestones, and then after that, you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready. Like maybe, so there's really no perfect time, like everybody says. I think, 
Hey, you just got to want to have kids. And if you want to have kids and there really is no perfect time, you just, you know, just like let nature figure it out. Yeah. Let nature take its course. Yeah. I guess I kind of agree with you, but I, I mean, I think me personally, I think I was, it was like the perfect time for me where like, I was just in my early thirties. I like kind of was over like the whole, like I felt very content with like my twenties and like partying and like that whole like lifestyle, like going out and like <laughs> doing whatever I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like I was like ready for a little bit more responsibility Yeah. and I felt like more financially stable. And for me, that was like a big thing. Yeah. For me, it's more like financial more than anything. Yeah. Like, like I definitely felt like that was really important to me. So I felt like really good about that. I felt like we were really secure in our relationship. So like, I feel like between us, like I would have had we could have had a baby anytime. I think the only thing that really changed was like finances, honestly. Yeah. And also like certain things we wanted to do too. Like we liked exploring, we, we like exploring and whatnot. So like we did a lot of that stuff, but now thinking about it, like it didn't, doesn't really change anything. Like right. That. Cause like we could yeah. still do that with Nicholas. But we were always scared. Like, oh man, like that's it. You know, like we're not going to be able to do this or that or whatever, but that's fine. We can do it now. But yeah, it doesn't really change it. I mean, it, it, it adds a layer of, uh, like a little bit more complicated, but you could still do it. And also the financial situation too. It's like, regardless of what it is, like you'll find a way to make it work. Everybody finds a way to make it work, you know? Totally. So yeah, there really, there really is no right time. Although I will say, honestly, I'm like really, really happy of the way we had Nicholas. Like, and I would never would have like thought this or like thought we could ever plan it, but like during the pandemic, yeah, we kind of got lucky with the pandemic in a way it like had its negatives, but like, yeah, it did allow us to like ease into life in a different way. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody's at home. So it's like, you know, wasn't as much FOMO. Wasn't no, wasn't FOMO and you couldn't really do anything anyways. So it's like, you know, it's like a good time to have a baby. Exactly. All right. How has having a baby changed your marriage? What have you enjoyed seeing in your partner as a parent? Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. What I enjoy seeing in you is just how you can take care of, you know, Nicholas and, and just instinctually too. some of the stuff that, that you do. It's just, you know, you wouldn't expect to see you doing that. Like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in a good way. What do you mean? I kind of feel like, I feel like you almost like when you say shit like that, I feel like you almost felt like I wasn't going to be as good of a parent as I am. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't think like that, but certain things like even with me, like having a hard time, like trying to put them to bed or anything like that. Like sometimes you could just pick them up and just instinctually just figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so thing, thing, just like your instinctual, you know, just your instincts on how to handle them and and uh, the way you take care of them and whatnot and your responsibility for them and what, you know, just all that stuff. You definitely thought I wasn't going to be as responsible as I am, didn't you? Admit it. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's no, fucked you, up? My mom said the same shit. Oh, I was like, so, my mom, so we're on to something then. My I don't know why you guys think I'm irresponsible, but my mom was like, I, you're like, I, my mom thought I was going to lose him or something. I don't know. And I think you would have thought that too. Not like you actually, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're just so forgetful. Yeah. But that's my baby. Um, I think for you, I wouldn't say like, I always knew you were going to be a great dad. Um, but for me, like my favorite thing is like seeing him, seeing you smile. 
when you're with him. Like seeing the way that he makes you smile is so freaking cute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just love seeing like your love for him. It was just like the sweetest thing ever. Um, but I always knew you were going to be a great dad. I, I, I just see you with Dewey and how caring you are. And I always knew you were going to be amazing. Um, how has it changed our marriage? Do you feel, feel like that Nicholas has really changed our marriage? I don't think so. I mean, it, it, and like it causes more friction sometimes just because it's like, you know, certain times it's stressful. Yeah. With him crying and lack of sleep and this and that. But at, but at the same time, it, I think it brought us closer together also. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, you realize like when you have a good partner, you guys, you realize like it's like you two are in this together. Yeah. And if you can work as a team, it becomes so much easier. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? And now, now you share something, you know? Yeah. Something, something real. All right. We like weirdly got so many questions about sex after a baby. So either you guys are like nosy as hell or like this is something that people are like really concerned about or worry about. Um, For sex, we didn't have sex for six weeks because that was what the doctor said. But do you feel like sex is much different after having a baby? Not really. No. I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, for me, it's the same. I mean, it didn't really change anything. I wonder why it's a, a very common question. Maybe I wonder like what the, um, like what, what the concern is. Yeah. I wonder that too, because it's not like people drop their concerns. They were just like asking about us. I do wonder, um, I was really, really lucky where I didn't tear at all having Nicholas and I had a vaginal birth. Um, so I didn't have like a, a lot of healing. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder if like if women are scared to have sex after having a baby. Well, yeah. Because you, of that. Yeah. I mean, in that case, it makes sense, you know. But I guess like whenever you're, you know, whenever you're healed up and ready, ready, then it should be fine. Yeah. I mean, from like from my perspective, it hasn't really changed at all. I mean, Nicholas definitely like can fuck up sex life. Not gonna lie. Right? Wouldn't you say? Well, what do you mean? Like just crying or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as far as that goes, there's like, been times I want to be like, can we just turn off that baby monitor? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, yeah, as far as, but as far as like, um, like the birth process or anything like that, like changing things, I don't know if that's like what the question is or if that's what the concern is. Cause I, like, like Christina said, nobody really dropped any, any of what the concerns were. It's just a kind of a common question. But yeah, for me, it really hasn't changed anything. Yeah. It's pretty much like, Exactly the same as it was before. Agreed. Um, okay. What? Oh, how expensive is it? Is it to have a baby? Really? It's expensive. It is really expensive. It's kind of crazy, actually. Like, if you're a single parent, like, I, I don't even know how some people do it, but I, I mean, I guess, I guess there's ways to do it, but, but it is pretty damn expensive. I mean, Formula alone is formula is really expensive. If you're just strictly breastfeeding, you have no idea how much money you would save. Oh yeah, breastfeeding is is great. If you could just breastfeed, you'll save a fortune. Yeah, at, some of these some of the formulas, I mean, are so expensive, and you go through them yeah. so quickly. Diapers I, are expensive, and and also like we kind of have like a bougie baby. I'm not gonna lie. Like I I said to my friends the other day, I don't know why I feel like I'm buying like sometimes the most expensive thing in every category, which I don't think you need. Yeah, you definitely sometimes you don't the need the most expensive stroller. You don't need the most expensive car seat. You don't need the most expensive high chair. For some reason I felt like I needed to buy all those yeah, things. I don't know why. Definitely don't. Um but you really, really don't need it. So I think you could have a baby 
and like do things more affordably. Well, you um, definitely don't want to, you don't want to have something dangerous. You don't have a well, obviously. bootleg stroller or something. <laughs> no, like, you definitely don't need like the top of the line, this and that or whatever. As long as it has wheels and it folds up, you're good. Yeah. The, <laughs> your baby's really not going to know the difference. It's all about like, for, it's really about what you want. Um, so I think you could do things more affordably, but yes, babies are expensive. The cheapest way to do it is to breastfeed. I would say for sure. Yeah. That that's the most, that's probably the most, well, other than the, other than the strollers. And, and also something that I feel like we spend a lot of money. Actually, I don't even spend that much money on it. We get gifted a lot of things from like our families because they're just so excited about the baby, but clothing babies like really do outgrow clothing oh, yeah. so quickly. So that is something that like, you do not need to spend a yeah, lot of money on it and don't buy like 50 pairs of like a certain size. Cause you'll never even use them. 100%. And honestly, I do think it's something to do with Instagram. I feel like everyone now I was talking to my friend about it. She was like, it kind of makes me sad. I feel like I didn't really document my baby that much. Like, unless they had a cute outfit on. I was like, really? I was like, who cares? Like, share your baby. If you want to share your baby, don't worry about what they're wearing. Like, yes, like, don't get me wrong. I love putting Nicholas in a cute outfit. Yeah, it's but cute, like, to, cute to dress them up and all that. But. It's not necessary at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, here and there, but don't like break the bank trying to get all these different outfits because you'll, Probably not even use 90% of them. 100%. Because by the time you get to them, they'll already have outgrown it. Exactly. Okay. What have been the biggest obstacles? I would say like for sure, sleep deprivation. Yeah, sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep's number one. For, um, for me, breastfeeding was really, really challenging. That was something I've talked about a lot. I did not expect breastfeeding to be so hard for me. Yeah. I just like was not producing enough. That was like a full-time job just trying to. It was a full-time job trying to, trying, to, trying to breastfeed, then switching to pumping, which I just am still really upset about because I really think I just got really bad advice. And I think if I didn't listen to that lactation consultant advice, like breastfeeding would have gone so much easier and better, but whatever. Um, I will no longer be upset about that. Yeah, there's nothing you do about um, but honestly pumping was like so emotional. So time consuming is so crazy for me. And now that I'm no longer doing that, I am so much happier. Yeah. Cause I was draining you and draining me. Cause I would have to listen to you like <laughs> complain about it. about it. Oh my gosh. It was like so emotional. Honestly, I didn't even really talk about this or share this, but I stopped pumping back at the end of March. So Nicholas was almost four months old. Um, at that point I was pumping like six times a day and maybe getting like six ounces in max. And at that point he was like starting to have like five to six ounces, like per meal. Yeah, per meal yeah. so, so it was like really work. nothing. It wasn't even like one full meal. And I remember my mom was out here visiting and she was like, I think you should stop. I was like, I can't stop. I can't stop. She's like, Christina, you said if you would breastfeed or pump for like three months, you'd be happy. It's almost four months. She's like, why are you doing this to yourself? It's not worth it. And I remember literally crying every single day when she was here and she was like, you need to stop. And like, she kind of like gave me the courage to stop, um, to stop because I felt like, I honestly, I kind of felt like a failure and I don't even know why, because I don't, I think that fed is best. And I don't think formula, I think formula is great. Like, I don't think, I think if you can, Breastfeed, that's awesome. Yeah, but I don't think is like definitely better, but if you can't do it, you can't do it. I mean, and and not it's not, not necessarily better because like a lot of babies don't even take breast milk. It oh, really just depends. I think if yeah. you can, it's like great to do it. If I could have done it more successfully, I probably would still do it. Um, but now that Nicholas is just on the formula, I feel like he's growing so well. He's like super healthy, oh, yeah. super, super happy. And that was another thing with the not, not to get off topic, but 
the formula situation, we we found the one that we started him with was working just fine. Yeah. But we wanted to go like super organic, super organic, this and that, the fancy, super crap, European, the fancy stuff, and that. And that was it. Once we switched over to that, this boy was going crazy. His yeah. stomach was all messed up. You know, he had diarrhea and this and that. So then we just switched back to what it was and then the original one and it was fine. Yeah. So if something is working for you. Don't feel like you have to switch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like what else do you think are the obstacles? Time management. Like- Time management. Trying to focus like on anything else but the baby. Yeah, It's hard to focus <laughs> because, you know, the, the second, you know, when you're there with them, if you're trying to work or whatever the case may be, it's very hard to focus because they literally need your attention 24 7. 24 7. I mean, and if you, you know, so that's, that's a complicated part. But if you could, if you could take turns or like, you know, have family help or whatever the case may be, you know, everybody's situation is different. But if you have like a full time job or whatever, you, you know, you probably will need help at some point because. It's almost impossible to do it without that. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that's challenging. And the, the sleep is the, for me, the number one is the sleep. Sleep is the sleep deprivation or whatever you want to call it is uh, lack of sleep is the number one challenge for me. I honestly, babe, I really don't think I, I have gotten a full night of sleep since I, before I was pregnant, because when I was pregnant, I was up every single night at some point in the night. Oh, yeah. And I feel like now too. The last time I got a full night, well, when I got full night of sleep was in Turks and Caicos. Oh my gosh. You're right. Actually, no Turks and Caicos. I did not sleep well at all. That was, <laughs> no, that was messed I, up. But I only had one night. Cause the first couple of nights I was still stuck on the routine of like waking up in the middle of the night. To feed Nicholas. Nicholas. So I, that was already programmed into my body. But at, by the third, <laughs> by like the last night I got it out of my system. And I, I think that was the first night I slept well in like months. I don't know why, man. Oh, I, I wish I took advantage of that. Um, okay. Well, with that said, someone said surviving on so little sleep tips, please. Oh man. I mean, somehow you just adjust, honestly, yeah, you adjust, yeah. you'll be fine. Like, and if you can nap the nap during the day, yeah. but you definitely adjust. I think that's something that we've done gets used to is it. we've started going to sleep earlier. Yeah. We go to sleep earlier. Cause he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep around like 730 between seven and eight. So we've been trying to go to bed around like 930, 10. Yeah, we'll go to sleep way earlier than before. Before it was like midnight. We'll wake up earlier too. But I, I, and I think, and I mean, your body adapts to it also, like the lack of sleep. Because even going to sleep earlier and all that still, we're still lacking sleep for sure. And waking up in in the middle of the night and whatnot. But your body adapts to it somehow. Because in the very beginning, I was wiped out. Totally. Like the first, you know, the first couple of weeks when it was the first couple of weeks old, I was wiped out, felt like a zombie. But now it's like, you know, it's kind of not the same, but like, the, you know, still waking up in the middle of the night and whatnot. But I, I feel like better, you know, I don't feel like, like a zombie anymore. So I think your body just adapts to that routine. But, uh, but if you can go to sleep earlier, I think that would make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. And if you ever have time for naps at any, at any point, just try to take advantage of that. You know, I know it's hard, um, you know, if you're working full time or whatever the case may be. Um, but if you ever have a chance to sneak a nap in, I think, that, I think that could help out. Um, okay. Someone said mom guilt and motivation surrounding going back to work. So I honestly didn't take any maternity leave at all. I worked pretty much as soon as I had Nicholas. Um, and 
It was at first, it wasn't so hard because like when the baby is born right away, they sleep a lot. So you do have a lot of time to do things. Um, During the day, they sleep a lot. Oh, just in general, they like they sleep a lot. Like you still have to feed them and do things, but they nap a lot. So you had more time. Um, I really struggle. Honestly, I struggle with it. And sometimes I do wish that I don't wish this because I love my job so much and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, But there were parts of me that kind of envied like some of my friends who just had maternity leave and didn't have to worry about anything but the baby because not having any other responsibilities is, is nice. But at the same time, I love my job and I'm so happy I get to work and I have this flexibility. Um, but mom guilt is real. Like I feel guilty on certain days when I have to have like a full work day and I'm not with Nicholas. Luckily we have help, which is super really, which is amazing. Um, but mom guilt is real. But I do think that like a couple of weeks ago, there's like a switch in me where I was kind of having this crazy mom guilt and identity crisis of like, who am I? What do I want to do? Like, where do I want to go? Like, I feel bad working, blah, 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 to now feeling like this new, like empowered, like I want to work so hard. And I want Nicholas to be like, my mom is such a freaking badass. And like, I always felt like that, but then like it kind of switched to me feeling guilty and being like, I don't know what I want to do with my life anymore to now feeling really, really empowered again to like make him very, very proud. Um, so that's been like a a nice transition to seeing myself at least. Do you feel like you had any guilt working? Working? Um, not really. No, I don't, I don't feel any guilt at all. (laughs) Good. Got to put food on the table somehow. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, how do you balance responsibilities? Um, I think it's, it's more about like whoever has the time available at that particular moment kind of just jumps in. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And we kind of just balance it like that. And then really it's like priority. It's like whoever's doing something more important than the other, I I think that just takes priority over it. And they just take turns that way too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, because there's no other way to do it. Yeah. Um, So it's like priority of like what needs to be done and who's doing what. And, And luckily we both have somewhat, flexible we're both very busy but also somewhat flexible at the same time um so that helps and with with those scenarios because we can move things around Mm -hmm. like if christina has something very important she needs to do at a certain time you know and maybe i do but i can move it to a different time and when she's done with that then i can do what i gotta do you know so we kind of like try to juggle it like that um and that seems to work yeah steve's also been like super amazing about Steve has really done the night shift, like the middle of the morning shift for like the past several months, pretty much. But I also wake up later too. Yeah. So, so we a, kind of, how we bounce, we bounce that, that out. out. Like I'm normally an early riser. So if Steve wakes up in the middle of the night with Nicholas, then he sleeps in later. And I wake up at like six 30 or seven with him and like do that morning shift. So you really do have to find a balance. Um, and honestly, I think that no one can tell you how to do it. You just have to see like what's right for you and your partner, like what's right for you and your life. Um, how did you get over the nervousness between your, between due and babies? I have dogs at home and I'm so nervous. I was never nervous about doing that. I was never nervous. Your parents were very nervous though. And my, my mom, your was, mom was super nervous. nervous too. I don't know why though. Cause I, for, for us, we weren't nervous at all. I, I was nervous about how due would feel. 
I oh, like if you would get sad or jealous, sad or, or jealous or felt left out, which I do think sometimes he does feel like that. But I was never yeah. worried about like, like Dewey like hurting Nicholas. Yeah, Dewey's no. like so sweet and he's so gentle with him. Yeah. Sometimes Dewey barks too much, honestly. Um, which I feel like can startle Nicholas. But he's more protective. Yeah, he's definitely him. protective. But he is so sweet with him, you guys. In the beginning, um, it, but he at the at the same time, he's a very he's very big. So in, in the very yeah, beginning, in the very beginning, you know, we we kind of like we didn't just let him run over and just you know start kissing him or whatever or sniffing him. We kind of like slowly introduced him because you know he knew he knew to be gentle instinctively, which is which is interesting, but. You know, when we first brought Nicholas home for actually one thing they told us to do was bring like a um, a blanket, a blanket from the hospital with his scent on it and leave it, you know, leave it into his bed and, you know, have him get used to the scent. And then when, when we brought him home, when we brought Nicholas home for the first time, do it was uh, I've never seen him like that, like super like curious, super curious. But and and he knew something special was there, you know. He didn't think he knew it wasn't like a toy or or like another, you know, dog or something like that. Like he knew it was something special that he had to be careful with. You could just see it in his eyes. Yeah. But um. But even still, <laughs> even still, you know, because we even have videos of it. You could see it on him. You guys have to go watch my um Nicholas, my first highlight, and you'll see when we brought him home and how Dewey was with him, like over the bassinet. Yeah. It was so he, kept, he cute. was super curious. The, to see what this new thing was you know so but but not in a da- not in a dangerous way but at, at the same time though like you still got to be careful because there are, we know do it so for us it was like okay that's no problem like we're not worried about it but th- there are some dogs out there that maybe you do have to be careful with like they, you know what i mean yeah yeah you, just, you need, just have to judge your own situation you just need to judge you just need to know your 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 dog or your pet and just know like you know what their personalities are like but you know, I, th- I think most people know how their how their pets are, and then uh, and then how they react. But we weren't nervous at all about them as yeah. far as that situation goes. <laughs> well, as far, as far as like you know, danger goes. It is kind of messed up. Like a bunch of people sent to us, or like just assumed that like after we had Nicholas, that like we would get rid of Dewey. Oh, that's that's messed up. That's super messed up. We were like. What? It was like our firstborn. Yes, a hundred percent. We were Steve and I were so insulted. We were like, "What are you talking about?" Um, okay, a lot of questions for our favorite baby products. So there are so many products. I'm actually going to do a full YouTube video taking you through some of our favorites. But babe, off the top of your head, what have been some of the faves? The the snot sucker thing. <laughs> it's impossible to get boogers out of their nose when they when. And it, and it just drives me crazy seeing boogers in it in, in his nose like that. Wait, so there's what? this weird contraption. <laughs> it's by Frida Baby. I think it's called Frida Baby Snot Sucker. I think that's exactly Shit. what it's called. And it works. It works like a charm, but it works super, super well. And at first, you think it's like so disgusting. And then you awkwardly become like obsessed with like making sure your baby's <laughs> nose is clean. It's like an OCD thing then after that. Um, that thing, what else is my the baby Brezza? The baby Brezza. Baby Brezza is like a Keurig Nespresso yeah, we like formula yeah. machine. Um, so if you if your baby's on formula, like I literally could not recommend it more. It's kind of expensive. It's like two hundred dollars, but it's worth it though. It is worth every penny, in my Ra- opinion. Rather than having to boil the water every single time you got to feed them, and then it's wait, great. Wait for it to cool down, and this and that, and all the like. You just literally just press a button. It comes out warm. It, it's that makes a huge, uh, huge 
huge difference. I also loved the snoo. Oh yeah, the snoo was good too. The snoo was amazing. Nicholas is no longer using it. We used it for like the first um, four and a half months, like pretty much right. We stopped uh, using it a couple weeks before we left for New Jersey because we knew he'd be sleeping in a crib in New Jersey. Yeah, we wanted to wean him off it, but he was fine. Um, Yeah, he did. He transitioned perfectly out of it and we loved it so much. Um, I just honestly, there was like something about it that just made me like, I felt like he was safe in it. You know, I didn't have to question things. Like I knew he was going to be okay in it. And the carrier too, I like a lot. Oh, the Bjorn carrier? Bjorn character. Yeah, yeah. we we actually haven't used that in a little bit. Yeah. You need to start using that again. again. I also love our stroller. We yeah. have the upper baby Vista stroller. It is fantastic. Honestly, that thing can like, you can like bring it up a mountain. I feel like it'd be okay. Like, yeah, it's good. There's it like has some like shock, shock of yeah, it has shock absorbers on it. Oh, uh, and it just moves. And it also has like a really, really storage big storage underneath. Yeah. Which is also awesome. Um, what else? I mean, a lot of them, there's a lot more, but those are the ones that. The first things that come to mind. First things that come to mind. Uh yeah, those are like the main yeah same ones I think. All right, babe, let's end this with what have been some of your favorite memories of Nicholas over the past six months? Oh man, so many. His teeth coming out. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking the exact same thing. His teeth. His first boat ride. Literally melt my heart. They are like the cutest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like his. Two little teeth. Yeah, when you felt them start coming, like you just felt his gums and you knew something was coming. It was so exciting. His first boat ride was so. His first boat ride, he was having a blast there. Oh my gosh, he was having so much fun. Obviously, the the day he was born. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite memories from the hospital was using um, the Beach Boys to him. Yeah, he was liking that. He was loving that. Before, before he could even open his eyes. He was like a day old, but he somehow understood. Yeah, he was smiling when he heard the Beach Boys. He had a, he had a thing for the Beach Boys for some reason. Oh, my God. And Billy Joel, too. He likes Billy Joel. Yeah, he does. Um, what else? One of my favorite things when is... When he first rolled over, too. Oh, my gosh. I know. Honestly. Oh, that is my number one favorite, what? favorite baby thing is the Love Every Play Gym. We use that... Like oh yeah probably, all day yeah, every right. day probably, it is yeah, one right. of the best purchases ever like at first i was like why is this so much better than every other play gym i don't know it is just amazing he loves it for a while so much um but honestly it is so wild to see him develop like every day is something different and it is so special and just like the way he is rolling all over the place now like <laughs> all of a sudden he can like he roll like he it took him a while to roll and now that he's rolling he just doesn't stop and like now you see him kind of like scooch his like booty up like he's trying to like he's crawl trying to, trying to get ready he's trying to, to put more weight on his like arms and shoulders and just seeing those like little developments is so special and so sweet yeah every day he changes also i'm sorry but he is going to be funny as hell oh yeah he's a character he sure. is such a character and he has such a funny <laughs> personality yeah and he one of my favorite things about him is like he loves the camera so much. It is so funny. And I think it's because we FaceTime with my family all the time because everyone's back east. I don't know, though, but he was he was smiling before that, before we even did the FaceTime with him. You think so? He, every time we saw the camera, he was like intrigued for some some strange reason. <laughs> I don't know so why. It just cute. automatically starts smiling. Guys, we did a photo shoot with our photographer the other day. And I'm not even kidding you. Every single photo he's looking at the camera or like interacting <laughs> with it. It's just like so funny. He's just a happy baby overall. 
Yeah, knock on wood, thank God. Yeah, we did get really lucky. All right, what are some things that you're most looking forward to? Hmm, let's see. I want to, I, I can't wait for him to start walking. Really? Yeah, I want to see him walk. Okay. Walking and talking. Babe, he said a couple words so far. I know, but I want to hear whole sentences. Oh my gosh, you know what I'm so excited I have high about? expectations. <laughs> I know. I just can't wait for him to fully sit up because after a couple of days of him setting up, I'm so excited to take him to the park and put him in a swing. Yeah, the swing will be fun. That'll be so Any much of those fun. things, any of those type of, you know, activities just to see his reaction to them, you know? I also- Slides, swings, all that stuff. I can't wait to make more mom friends, honestly. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like, I just feel like my mom friends are about to be my super friends. Um, I'm excited for future park days. Um future play dates, like all of those things to me, like seems like you're just so exciting. Um, but and, I, and to the point, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, babe. one thing I can't wait for is to the, is for the point where he actually can understand. Mm-hmm. So he can listen to me when I tell him to stop doing certain <laughs> things or this or that or whatever. Cause right now you can't tell him anything because he doesn't even understand it. So it's going in through one ear and out the other. You know, it's one thing that a lot of people said to me is like Nicholas like falls asleep on my chest really easily. And it's like the sweetest thing ever. Um, And I just like almost don't ever want that to end. Like, I love that feeling. Like I could like literally like that for a while. No, but people like say like, oh, my baby doesn't do that. doesn't do that anymore. Maybe he's just like really, really comfortable on my chest. I don't know. With me, he doesn't do that at all. Yeah, He doesn't do that. He never sleeps on my chest. But he just like, I can just put him on my chest and I, he somehow gets cozy. And I like just put his like little head and like the, the like side of my neck. And it's just like the sweetest little thing. He just feels so comforted. And I guess I do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Well, that's it. Nicholas is six months old. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Yeah, Thanks for all the questions and the interest. And um, if anybody else is, you know, going through the same thing or. We're with you. Yeah, we're with you. And if you're preparing to do it or, you know, hopefully this helps out with some advice. Yeah. And if you're struggling, just know it does get easier. Yeah. yeah, Um, In the the very first couple of weeks was very challenging. It does get easier and it is so special and so amazing and so worth it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week with Rayan and I. And until then, babe, where can they find you? Where can they find me? (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to plug your your social media? I don't even use it like that. All right. You can find Steve Steve Steve. on my Instagram page. Exactly. Um, And stay tuned for more adventures. We're really, really excited. We're doing a lot more YouTube content now. So we'll be having uh, weekly videos. And And we're going to have some cook-off challenges with Chef Bar Steve coming soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to fire up. Honestly, you really need to. I feel like you've been like slacking. Honestly, that's because we've been so tired. (laughs) I had a baby because of the house. The amount of times that I just had eggs for like every single meal because... We just like can't even cook anything. I'm ready to fire up the grill again. All right. I like that energy. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Later.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us. 